This is the discourse for Africa by Africans. The African voice for Africans. The discourse. Thank you for joining me on this podcast, The Discourse. Conversations on The Discourse analyzes major developing news, events and burning issues on the African continent. It examines the state of wellness of Africa, its economies, lifestyles, politics and democracies from expert point of view. I am Imor and I tweet at Imorich. The rate of depression among Africans is growing by the day, with a double in increase following the outbreak of the COVID-19 global pandemic, heralding preventative measures like economic shutdowns, restriction of movement and social gatherings. Depression, according to health experts, oftentimes leads to suicide. Today, we head to Nigeria, where we hear a first-hand account from a survivor, a youth figure in Nigeria who has had to battle the phenomenon for over two years. He is the founder and chief executive of Connected Development and he instituted Follow the Money Group. Hamzat Lawal, thank you for joining me. Tell us about your depression experience. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm glad that I'm able to talk about it now because it started for me uh, around February 2019. And I, I was able to get over it, uh, you know, around November, December last year. So apparently, over uh, apparently for for the best part of 2019, I was I was totally depressed. So for me, it was triggered by, you know, rejection or, uh, you know. So we had this when when I started my organization, our first donor, the Indigo Trust, who have been supporting us, pulled out their support. Okay. You know, and and really, I couldn't tell why that was. Oh yes, you know, we there was some, you know, issues around meeting compliance. But you know, I I received or I took this the, that withdrawal as a shock, and you know, went into you know full blown uh, depression. You know, so for me, for me, it was it was it was hell. And you know the, the funny part was no one actually knew I, I was depressed. Even me at first, I was trying to, I was struggling to understand what I was feeling because um, at work I was fine. I always smile. You know, I go for my meetings. I do all my media appearances. You know, um, I you know I did everything work related perfectly. But when I get home, I'm usually a nervous break. You know, I, I I couldn't sleep at night. I would my eyes would just be. I would just be looking at the ceiling, my eyes would be up. You know, I'll be stay awake till the, the morning, I'll shower and go back to the office and, you know, so it became that circle and um, before my wife, you know, cried out for help and spoke to my mom, but it was it was crazy, man. Mm. I so, wouldn't wish for anyone to go through that, that So at, at what experience. point, at what point did you, I mean, after all of the, because I remember seeing you a couple of um, press meets yeah and uh yeah i mean there was there was nothing like that at what point did you realize that look i could be suffering from depression it's after two months that's around april may that's when i just said okay this this is actually um what depression feel like you know that's when i knew okay this is 
me being depressed and and then when my wife woke up one night and then she saw me awake and she was asking why are you awake and i just told her no i'm fine so she apparently noticed a couple of days that every night when she wakes up she just see me sitting on the bed looking on top of this just looking at the ceiling empty space yeah depression some some of the symptom is anxiety and you have panic attacks so yes, and with, with our current reality in Nigeria, for instance, from the data released by the National Bureau of Statistics, uh, 48%, uh, 48% have lost their jobs. So, um, so what this means is a lot of people will not be able to pay for, for, for feeding, they can afford a house rent, and this would also increase poverty gap. So yes. You know, when you're the, when when you have anxiety and you have panic attack, then you know you start forming in your head. You start forming what we call the suicide, the suicide notes. You know, you start planning suicide, yeah. you know, attempts, and because it's not the day the person takes their life that they just decided. It takes a while, yeah. and a lot of people, when you're depressed, you either go into fight mode or flight mode. So it's just left for how you can really deal with it and if you can actually quickly reach out to someone and speak to someone but a lot of people usually just keep it within themselves and then they start forming this um, thought around suicide uh, so so for me I think what kept me going is me telling myself that you know life is important and I'm important in playing my role in life and you know just doing the best I could be in because yeah I at a point you know I was I was thinking some very weird funny stuff you know, but I, I just kept consciously telling myself that, you know, um, I need life and life needs me. So, yeah. What makes it different from you and uh, those on the street who don't have anybody to look up to? I think for, for you know, even as an executive or your ordinary, depression is the same with everyone. You know, some some people it's been triggered by lack of job or what to eat. Some people is been the fact that they have so many deadlines or they have pressure from board members, from partners or from donor. You know, some member some people it's just because they just feel they've not achieved as much as they should have achieved in life. So um, it it is the same across board, you know, be it you know uh, you're an executive or you're just a, a regular employee. You know, but most importantly is the, is the factor. Most the most important factor is what actually triggers that depression. Some people is due to marital issues. You know, some is just health crisis. But it's that factor that triggers it that is usually the the case. Um, you know, around what makes this person depressed. So yeah, it's it's but for everyone, and we all experience it differently. You know, the way some people experience and react towards depression is def definitely different from others. You know, some people could just go the whole nine yard, and the next thing they're already thinking suicidal, you know, while some people, you know, they could easily open up and talk to someone, while some people, they're, they're, very, person they're, they're very personal, they don't even know who to talk to or have someone but, to, but how, to speak to. How easy is it to, to open up? To it, it, it is not easy because when you're depressed, you're forming a lot of thoughts in your head. <laughs> if you, Yeah, so many thoughts in your head. So, so for me, again, because I'm an introvert, yeah, so um, I usually, and I'm secretive in nature, so sometimes you know um you just think okay who do you want to go and talk to are you sure this person would not also use it against you yeah. because as much as speaking to someone is part of and the, the beginning of healing 
you know, again, people are worried, oh, I hope this person will not, because the, the person you speak to, the way the person reacts is also a factor that would help you towards healing or mm-hmm. take you back into deep, mm-hmm. deeper depression, depression and thought. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, so for, for me, it's, 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 yeah, still, I say advice, you, so you have to talk to someone and, and, you know, family really counts at this point and close friends. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we, we need to learn that people smiling and saying they're fine does not really mean, mean they're yeah, fine because really. throughout last year I was still smiling. <laughs> I got awards, I got recognition, I traveled around the world, I met with world leaders, but I was not fine. I was I was a nervous wreck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Generally speaking, and the fact that the COVID-19 has set in for a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, the, the lockdown has caused so much you know, in families, mm-hmm. in homes, in individual lives, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Businesses have been closed down. Do you think we will have more cases of depression? Yes, definitely, know. definitely. Um, we would, we would have more cases of uh, depression um, because you know the fact that we're even experiencing a lockdown. You can't socialize. You know, people, your lifestyle has changed. People have now gone into a mode they don't even understand. Yeah. You know, now, so for instance, people who are single, who live alone and they work remotely. And we've seen this, you know, with uh, working class people mm-hmm. who work remotely saying, you know, I'm depressed. You know, I live in my, my four, I just see my four walls. I can't go out. <laughs> even when I go out, I'm, I'm in panic mode because I'm not sure if the person coming you know, ahead of me has COVID-19, you know, so yes, my own worry is who is actually taking data on depression and how can people actually reach out? I know we have a lot of civil society organization who are now working around depression, but really who is taking, who is taking this data around depression and how is government also looking at policies that would help people who are depressed, for instance. So in the US, for instance, you can call a dedicated number and, you know, government number, or you can even dial 911 and, you know, you have someone to talk to. Yes, here we have civil society or some startup who are focused on, you know, supporting depressed people, but we need that on a larger scale. And with the, with the increase of, um, uh, um, you know, gender-based violence yeah. with this lockdown, yeah. with abuses. A lot of people are depressed, even from looking at the numbers from COVID-19. It will take you into depression. It will take you into, you know, panic attack and, and shock. Uh, be- because, you know, when I started looking at the data from COVID-19, at some point, because the thing about countering de- depression is you need to also look at positive news and get positive vibes. Yeah. At some point, I stopped looking at the data because <laughs> if you continue following the trend mm. and the numbers of people who are dying, not just in your country, but around the world and, you know, cases around, you know, COVID-19, it's crazy. So, yeah, so it's... it's I think it, we, it is. we had the same experience here. I mean, a colleague of mine, uh, all through the pandemic, we see ourselves as also essential workers. We've been coming to work, you know, covering the entire crisis. And, you know, at a point, all of the news, you know, we were compiling were COVID, 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 five deaths, six deaths, this, that. You know, at a point, he became... He became worried. Yeah. He wasn't even able to sleep. Yeah, I, I can imagine because I, I saw one journalist, you know, posted on Facebook who is reporting 
the journalists, who is yeah. reporting the reporters, because they're the ones carrying the news. They're essential mm-hmm. workers. Yeah. If you have crisis today, they would still go out and put their lives at risk. Yeah. So they're going through a lot, you know. Yeah. Health workers, journalists, everyone is going through a lot. And these essential workers need support. They need counseling. They need guidance. And, you know, we, we need a larger scale on providing those support because this is essential services. Because if you even look at security-wise, you see security men abusing citizens. Yeah. They've gone through a lot. They've experienced, they've seen so much on the field that no one is providing them with psychosocial support. Mm. So it is crazy and, and, and we need to deal with it now, if not. Hmm. Well, on the final note, before uh, I let you off the hook, uh, I want you to advise young adults, um, adult grown-ups who are listening to us, who have been in this position and really don't know how to get out of it. What will be your advice to them? I, I think for me, the um, I think for me, um, for them to just understand that it's a phase. You know, depression is a phase, and um, depression uh it's about you just facing your fears and your worries and and uh, but, but my, my three major steps is first talk to someone uh secondly uh just keep smiling and telling yourself this is a phase and i'm going to come out of it and then you know the the fourth one is you know just think about the things that you do that makes you happy you know visit family and friends you know just talk about it like it's that regular like it's like malaria that you have to take you know yeah. medication for because yeah. medication for depression is talking about it because that's the way mm. towards healing thank you very much Hamzat Lawal for <laughs> talking to us on this and opening up I'm sure this will help a lot of people uh, listening to us we wish you all the best thank you so much and that's it on the discourse make sure you seek help whenever you feel depressed I am Imo and I tweet at Imorich